This morning, the A's and Bally's announced that they are officially going to look at the Tropicana site. They have a binding agreement, uh, so that means something, I guess. Uh, so today we're going to go over what needs to be in the legislative bill that the A's are going to be introducing later this week. Today, on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 570 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about the bill that is going to be introduced later this week or today. The A's, I don't know. We're going to go over all of that and why they could be delaying it on today's show. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about James Caprillion and uh, it, first time interacting with him over the weekend and he was delightful. So we're going to talk about him and then also get you ready for the Diamondbacks series to begin this week. Diamondbacks are an interesting team and uh, we're going to we're going to learn a little bit about them today. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Uh, if you're on YouTube right now, make sure to subscribe to the to the channel. Also, if you are already subscribed, make sure to like and comment down below because that is how the channel expands through YouTube's algorithm. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whatever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. That's at Inside the A's on Twitter or, or si.com slash MLB slash athletics. But let's get into this Vegas bill and sort of the timeline of events up to now. And then also the, the big thing that I have read that needs to be in this bill in order for it to gain some support and maybe relocate the A's or at least get them the funding that they need um, to keep, keep keep the process moving in Las Vegas. So here we go. Um, there were reports last week, actually, uh, that the legislature would... Uh, that the, the, the bill for the legislature to vote on would be ready on Friday, but that turned out to not be the case. Uh, that got delayed. Weird. A lot, a lot of jokes were being made on social media, but it could also be by design. Uh, the belief uh, now, uh, according to reports from you know the Nevada Independent and uh, others, but the Nevada Independent's been doing a great job, um, that the belief is that it'll be out early this week and get voted on next week and the Senate and then the assembly the week after, which would give them enough time to get it, get everything signed off on in Nevada, in Las Vegas, on the strip, uh, before the legislative, uh, you know, period ends on June 5th, June 6th. Uh, I kept hearing June 5th and then I heard June 6th, uh, from one of the reporters from the Nevada Independence. So I was like, maybe it's the 6th now. I don't know. Anyways, so that's, that's. What, where we are right now, we're waiting for the bill. We don't know what's in the bill, but uh, Senator, State Senator uh, Scott Hammond told News 3 Las Vegas uh, just last week, uh, end of last week, let's say Friday, uh, that he wants to see specific language in the bill, um, like the, the A's on the hook for any overages. And that is a big ask. And if that is something that it needs to be in the bill, uh, Oakland A's fans may have a chance here because that seems wild to me. Uh, they, they're still asking for presumably $395 million uh, in public money 
uh, how they get that, you know, from special tax districts or, you know, whatever they do, they, they want some sort of money there. They're also getting $175 million from uh, Bally's in order, or not getting, they're going to uh, help improve the, the area that is good for both Bally's and for the A's. That was part of the announcement on Monday. Uh, so they, they're getting 175 there, which is why they dropped the $500 million ask down to 395. Um, and if you're doing the quick math, I don't know why the A's are asking for not $175 million less, which would make it 325. Why are they still asking for so much money then for a smaller piece of land? And I, I'm very, I, I don't know how the math maths on that, but um, if you know, please inform me down in the comments because it seems odd is all I'm saying. Or, I don't know. Maybe they're just not doing the math. For, they're like, how about, how does how does 500 million sound? They're like, deal. Uh, and this is just them talking, this is Dave and John talking to themselves. They're not talking to anybody else. Um, but there's also uh, some some rumor that, uh, that they weren't gonna be able to get the $500 million in public money, but 395, that, that could be a number that, that could be doable. And so that is why they switched sites, went to this one, and uh, made it financially feasible for John Fisher, a billionaire. Um, so that, that could be something that's going on here. But again, uh, Republican Senate, State Senator Scott Hammond said that he wants to see that, they, that the A's are on the hook for any overages. And I don't, I don't construct a lot of things, but I've heard a lot of stories. And uh, the, the, the stories always end with, wow, that cost way more than the estimate. Um, and I, I don't know that John Fisher has that kind of gumption to be like, yeah, I'll cover these overages. That sounds great. Could Major League Baseball do that? That is something that we could see. Um, I hope not. I hope that they're not. I hope that not everybody's trying to bail out John Fisher in order to get the A's to Vegas because that sounds awful and uh, weird. But. I'm not putting it past Rob Manfred at this point. I could see that happening, and uh, I would not be surprised by that. Uh, and it feels like a big sticking point, honestly. So I don't know how this gets figured out, but uh, if we see the bill and this is not in, this is not part of the age pitch that they're going to cover overages. It's going to be on, you know, the the state of Nevada and the people of Las Vegas or something. Um, then that sounds like a no vote to me. And uh, as it has been pointed out many, many times by people. Uh, the Raiders only passed by one vote, and the Raiders had their ducks in a row. The A's are just like, we got, we got four weeks. Let's throw something at the wall. Vote on this, and uh, that that's what they're doing here, and it's wild. Um, also, uh, according to Vital Vegas on Twitter, uh, they seem to be informed, and so uh, that's why we're talking about them. Vital Vegas on Twitter is saying that the delayed bill is a stall tactic by the A's to give the voters less time to read the bill before voting. And uh, knowing what we know about A's ownership, that sounds kind of par for the course for how they operate. Uh, ha have you seen everything they've done in the last couple of years? Yeah, sounds about right. They could have had a deal with the city of Oakland so much faster if uh, they didn't just keep putting it like, hey, we need to have uh, this over here and this over here. If they wanted to just build a ballpark, they they could be halfway built on a ballpark by now. But they didn't. Now, now that John Fisher might lose his precious revenue sharing, 
Now they're, they're like, you know what, ancillary projects, who cares? Give us a ballpark, that's all we need. Uh, can you guys also pay for like a, a decent amount of this? That'd be great. Um, and let's vote. And so it's kind of how the A's operate. We'll see, I don't know, uh, it, will it work? That That's the question. I think they're banking on it working because they're, uh, Vital Vegas also said, I have not looked up the 10 years of all the people in uh, you know assembly and also in the state Senate, but uh, they're trying to hoodwink or, you know, uh, bamboozle some of the uh, people that would be voting on this because they are uh, they haven't been serving for as long. Uh, Scott Hammond, I believe, uh, has been there for about a decade now, so I don't think that he's necessarily one of the people that they were talking about. Um, it seems as though um, there, there is a split, um, you know, a political divide uh, where the Republican people are on board, the de uh, Democratic people are still like, uh, we'll see, and the, uh, the Democrats hold the, the majority, so something's got to be done. I don't know. Um, it also sounds like these uh, have contacted a union about doing union work at the potential ballpark, and that could be for show. That could be something real. Uh, it depend If it gets them a couple of votes, then it worked, I guess, and then we'll see what happens with it, but that, could, that seems to be what that news was about there. Um, but... If this is a stall tactic, and I'm not going to be able to, like, read this bill and really vet it on top of doing my other, you know, elected job, you know, responsibilities and all that stuff, um, this feels as though that there's something that they don't want you to see in this bill if this is, in fact, what they're doing. That they're trying to just rush this through, which they are, um, and, and that feels like a, a little bit of shady business, and for me, it seems as though, this is opinion, but... It seems as though Las Vegas would be a shoe-in for a, an expansion franchise. Would it be easier to, to just steal the A's? Yes. Yes, it would. Because they're here now and ready to do business, kind of. But um, I think that it'd be a better vision. Of it. An expansion franchise would have more success. And that's something that I've been saying since they announced Vegas. I, I just thought that it, you know, we saw the Vegas Golden Knights. Seemed like they'd do better. With an expansion franchise that doesn't have over a hundred years of their own history. And, you know, three other locations at that point. Um, it just doesn't seem like this would be the deal. And if you're looking at this and you get like a couple of days to look over this bill and not really like go over it with a fine tooth comb and see what the A's are putting in there, what they're really asking for, uh, then that feels like a no for, for me. I would not say yes to that until I got to, to really sit down with it. And uh, I, I don't know that that's going to be the case, but that is what I am hoping. Uh, we'll see. Also, the, the deal that they announced on Monday, Monday morning, um, it is 10 o'clock as of right now, uh, as I'm recording this, but uh, the deal that they announced this morning with Bally's uh, said that it's it's a binding agreement, but it's you know contingent on them getting that money from the 395 uh, from the legislature from however they want to get it. That's that's part of it, and then also uh, Major League Baseball uh, giving them the thumbs up on relocation, and I I feel like that's kind of a given at this point because Rob Manfred wouldn't have let it go this far with Las Vegas if he didn't have his ducks in a row with the other owners, and uh, billionaires like to see other billionaires succeed, apparently, so um, I made a case for why they shouldn't vote yes, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. I, I, they could be our last hope, uh, but 
maybe, maybe uh, the, the Vegas Senate uh, votes this down because the A's are just operating in bad faith. Let's be They're not operating very well right now. Uh, it's, it's wild. But uh, enough talk about Vegas. We're going to talk about somebody who just went to Vegas after making a brief stop in Oakland, and that is James Caprillion. And we're going to talk about just uh, everything that I saw and realized. And uh, I, I like James Caprillion a lot now uh, after conversing with him one time. Uh, so we're going to talk about James Caprillion coming up in just one minute. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can make sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay motors guaranteed fit available to u.s customers eligible items exclusions apply the A's are set to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight at 6.40 p.m. And you can catch the hometown radio broadcast on the SiriusXM app. All you got to do to hear it is download the SXM app, search for athletics, and you can be hanging out with Johnny and Vince. I don't know. Is Vince doing TV now? I, I'm unsure. I'll have to ask uh, what everybody's schedule is these days. And also, Ken Korak will definitely be there. So if you want to listen to Ken Korak and a slew of others, Download the SiriusXM app and listen to some A's baseball. Also, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. We're like to your podcast. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's that's Inside the A's. Um, so let's talk a little bit about James Caprillion. Um, I, I went to the game on Saturday expecting to see J.P. Sears on the mound. And then... Uh, they, they announced that James Caprillion was coming up, and I was like, wait, what? Why? What? I mean, not why. He's, he, he'd been doing good, but, um, I, I was confused, and so he was, he was not there, actually, pregame, uh, for when the, the clubhouse was open. Instead, uh, he was on a flight. He caught, like, a 9.30 a.m. flight. Uh, Mark Kotze said that he wanted to sleep, and he was like, he had a, an option for, like, a 6.30 flight. He wanted to get a little bit more sleep, and that's understandable, because uh, as we saw later in the day, he got sent down right after making the start. So uh, you got to kind of figure that James knew what was going on. He's like, you know, I'm going to just go up there. I'm going to dominate. I'm not going to try and rush myself or stress myself out. How about I get there when I get there? And then I'll just catch another flight after the game, I guess. And then uh, he was back in Vegas that night. So he, had, he got uh, a flight to and from Vegas th through seven solid innings in between uh, and got the loss, and then, uh, you know, that that was the James Caprillion story. Um, but in, in just hearing him talk, it seems as though, not, not that being sent down was good for him, but he's accepting of it. He's, he's jumped with two feet into this situation, and I, he, he said a couple of times, this is part of my journey, this is part of my path, and this is what I have to do. Because um, not everybody, you know, 
gets to the show and stays in the show. They sometimes they have to go back down and refine things, and that's kind of where he is in the process. And he's 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 understanding of that, and uh, that showed a lot of maturity. I thought I thought that he was very very cool about the whole thing. Um, and he even said that, like, hey, if they want to send me down after this, that's whatever. I'm just going to be, uh, you know, where where my feet are is where I'm going to be. And uh, I thought that that was just a very zen way of looking at uh, his, his career right now. Because uh, who knows what's going to happen in the future. But uh, the way that James Caprillian is approaching it, I, I think, is a very healthy way to do it, which is great. Um, and he's... He's been solid since he got sent down. He was he'd been struggling for obviously there was the the seven walk performance against the Mets uh, in that game where the A's walked like eighteen batters, um, and that was kind of the and then they moved him to the bullpen from there and then they sent him down shortly after. I think he made three appearances out of the bullpen. Um, and Mark Kotze said before Sunday's game that basically uh, the, the thought process with sending James Caprillion down after that start uh, also he went seven innings, gave up six hits. Uh, three runs, walked one, that was in his final inning, struck out seven. And so it was a very solid performance by James Caprillion. It's only the, the fourth time that he had been, in, that he had completed seven innings in his MLB career. And uh, that's that's what you want to see from James Caprillion, honestly. Um, and so Mercatze said that basically uh, in the next, you know, five to seven days, there's not really a spot for him in the rotation. So uh, the, the decision was that they were just going to send him down. And, uh, you know, allow him to keep working on things down in Las Vegas, where it seems like he's he's in a good headspace in Las Vegas, and that they're, they're, they're working on things with him. And uh, he, he mentioned that uh, Fran, Fran Reardon, and uh, you know, the rest of the, the coaching staff, they allowed him to feel like an athlete again, and you know, that that's kind of what he needs, I think. Uh, he just wants to feel like he belongs, and he... he I'm, I was going to sound wrong. He doesn't belong in Vegas, uh, but he he feels as though he's more back to himself, and that is uh, important, I think, in you know his continued development. And I, I'm intrigued to see what is next with James Caprillion. Um, if he was a long-term piece for the A's, I don't know that they would do this. I think that they'd just try and have him figure it out. But maybe they wanted him to hear it from somebody else. Uh, you know from the triple-A the coaching staff as opposed to the big league coaching staff because he's been around these guys and, you know, maybe it's not working anymore or something. I, I don't know, but uh, it's working for him right now, and I'm I'm happy about that. Um, he said that uh, when he got sent down, he said, quote, uh, it felt like the end of the world, and I quickly realized it wasn't. He, he had been, end quote, he'd been thinking that he might get sent down before too long, and uh, it, it had kind of been just weighing on him, and... It could have, in fact, it, you know, had an impact on his performance because he didn't know where he stood necessarily. And now it, it seems like if he keeps doing this, uh, he's going to be in the right mindset. And hopefully that cloud will dissipate and uh, sunnier days will be ahead. And he was just a delight to talk to. I, I thought that that was something worth sharing. Um, I, I've always been like, yeah, James Caprillion, he's fine. Uh, James Caprillion's amazing. And I, I really like him after speaking with him for like six minutes. Uh, me and you know the other beat reporters. It was fun. Um, so that is that is the James Caprillion story. Um, that's why they brought him up. That's why they sent him down. Uh, they just wanted to give all of the other starters, the younger starters, just an, an extra day uh, before they made their starts. And so now I don't get to see Luis Medina on Tuesday, which stinks. But hey, I got to see James Caprillion and uh, made a lifelong friend. <laughs> that's a joke. We're not actually friends. He 
I asked him a question and he was nice about it. So uh, anyways, uh, we're going to talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks and they are a fun, fun team. And I'm going to try and hide my excitement about going to two of these games because the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, they, they're an intriguing bunch of guys. And I don't know uh, how the A's are going to do this series, but holy crap, am I excited to watch the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm going to tell you all about them. Coming up. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. On tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the the interactions that I'm going to be having. Uh, I am hoping to talk to Garrett Acton and also, uh, well, we're going to talk about the other guy here in a sec. So hopefully I'll have some nice insight from Monday's game for you guys tomorrow on Locked On A's. But uh, for right now, let's talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are 23-18 and 18 heading into this series. Uh, they... they Took three, or uh, sorry, they're they're three back of LA. Did they three out of four from the Giants over the weekend? Um, they're they're an interesting team. They got a lot of speedy guys, and we're gonna probably see Shea Lingaliers, uh and I guess Carlos Perez uh, re- really put to the test behind the dish. So that's gonna be one matchup to watch. They also have Corbin Carroll, who is, uh, I mean, he might not have been the top prospect in baseball. Uh, that was probably Gunnar Henderson by most people's estimates. But Corbin Carroll is the top prospect in baseball. <laughs> he is having a heck of a start. He's doing very, very well. And I'm very intrigued to see a little bit more of him. They also made some deals uh, over the winter. Well, uh, one main deal, I guess. Um, and that was bringing in Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Uh, that's Yuli Gurriel's brother um, in exchange. Oh, and, and also uh, they sent away Dalton Varsho and brought in Gabriel Moreno, and uh, looks like both teams are happy with that one. Um, They're an intriguing bunch. They're making, like, win-now moves. They DFA'd Madison Bumgarner, which is wild. He has not been picked up, (laughs) I don't think. Um, And they're they're doing things that are very intriguing to a fan of, like myself. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, If the A's do leave, and I do, in fact, look for a different team... The Arizona Diamondbacks are a team that are catching my eye right now. Um, they, they're, they're interesting. They're an interesting bunch of guys. They're a bunch of young guys, and uh, I like that. <laughs> so on Monday, today, we're going to be seeing Drew Rasinski going for the A's, going against Merrill Kelly for the Diamondbacks. Interesting notes on this one, and uh, I'll probably talk to Drew about this postgame. Um, they, they both pitched in the KBO. They Not at the same time, but they both pitched in the KBO for numerous years. Uh, Kelly pitched in the KBO from 2015 to 2018, signed with the Diamondbacks in 2019. Um, so far this year, he's been pretty solid. Uh, he's 3-3 three and three with a 318 ERA, a 115 whip. Um, usually, he's pretty good with his command, but he's had, I believe, two or three starts where he's allowed like four or five walks. So sometimes his command gets away from him. If that happens, the A's might be able to score a, a few runs off of them. Uh, if it doesn't happen, they're probably going to get, like, two or fewer. So that's fun. Also, uh, old friend Andrew Chafin on this team. That's where he ended up. He's on the Diamondbacks now. Um, but the, the guy that I really want to talk about, and this is the guy that I, I'm planning to talk to on Monday or Tuesday, depending on uh, when I can get a hold of him, uh, is Dominic Fletcher. He was just called up on uh, I think at the end of April, April 30th. Uh, and he, so he's had basically two weeks in the big leagues. And holy crap, 
What a beginning to a career. He's batting 429 with a 455 on base. He has two home runs, 13 runs batted in. And uh, a lot of those, not the, not the batting average in the on base, but both home runs and 11 of those RBI came over the weekend against the San Francisco Giants. And I find that hilarious. One, because I'm an A's fan and not a Giants fan. Uh, and two, because his name is Dominic Fletcher. And maybe you know where I'm going with this. He is literally, literally, relate. he is the brother of David Fletcher, A's nemesis from the AL West. So now they have another Fletcher, a Dominic Fletcher, who's 25, drafted in 2019. Um, and he is now tormenting the San Francisco Giants. I don't know why they don't like the Bay Area. I may ask him if they have a vendetta, but... Uh, I I'm definitely going to ask him if his brother gave him any tips on how to beat up on the A's, because I think that that's a funny, uh, funny question, honestly. Um, so he's he's been really, really good. Um, it seems as though he has a little bit more pop than his brother, um, and he also doesn't have like quite the same contact ability. He's only striking out 14% of the time, so he's still really good at making contact, but... David Fletcher was like 9.8%. So he, he's a little bit worse, but he has a little bit more pop. And so, hey, we'll see what happens with Dominic Fletcher. But holy crap, uh, there's two of them. And now the A's get to face all of them all the time. I'm very intrigued. He also played on uh, Team Italy with his brother, and that was really cool. Uh, I'm going to talk to him just a little bit about playing for that, uh, for that team. Managed by Mike Piazza, what he learned. Vinny Pasquatino uh, from the Kansas City Royals, he was on that team. There are some, there are some guys on that team. Uh, Nicky Lopez, I think, was on that team too. Um, interesting, interesting guy. Uh, Corbin Carroll, top prospect in baseball. He has five home runs this season, ten stolen bases. He's batting 283 with a 355 on base and a 129 WRC plus. He's really good. He's really fast. I'm a little bit scared. This this series might not go very well for the A's, but uh, they're not like the Dodgers. They're not a team that we don't like. Uh, I think that most A's fans are indifferent. And uh, if you are on the fence about who you may root for if the A's do leave, may I offer you the Arizona Diamondbacks? You get a three-game sampling coming up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And uh, hey, we'll see. Uh, they seem like a, a fun group, a young group that uh, you could just jump in on now. Uh, whether or not that's the case, regardless of whether or not you want to root for the Diamondbacks, uh, if the A's leave or not, I always like watching fun teams play. This seems like a fun team. This should be a fun series. Uh, maybe the A's win a game. Maybe they don't. I don't know. We'll find out. They don't got to face Zach Gallen, which is great. And, uh, oh God, who was the other one? There was one more. Um, they don't got to face him either. So <laughs> they're, they're facing like the other, th like three, four, and five starters for the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is nice, I guess, but hey, we gotta we gotta shore up the A's defense. We gotta get better pitching uh, out of the bullpen after Sunday, uh, and we'll see what happens. But uh, th this team intrigues me a lot, and I am excited to watch them play. So uh, that's that's the Arizona Diamondbacks for you guys. Uh, Drew Rosensky, he, he's he's getting there. I, I'm expecting a good game from Drew. I don't know why, but I am. Call mostly. Um, I, I've said this before, but when I go to games and I cover the games, um, they are usually good games. The A's are in these games. So that's reason to be optimistic for a win at some point in the next two days. Um, I think that's all you need right there. I'll be there. And so, end of story. Anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. Um, 
on tomorrow's show. We'll be talking about this game, some takeaways. Maybe I'll have some audio clips. We will see. I'm excited about this one, though. Uh, I, I've had this one circled on the calendar all season long. Even before the A's announced all their stuff, I was like, yeah, the Diamondbacks, I like them. Um, so now I may have a, an interest in rooting them. We'll see. I don't know. That's all that I got for you guys today on tomorrow's show. We got that stuff coming up for you guys. Make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. That's Inside the A's. Um, but that's it for me today. So until tomorrow, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.